the faces of the franchises. The adolescent firearms, the kitty boom booms, the Hail Mary heavers, the dynasty makers. Yes, this episode is all about the young guns. I'm talking about quarterbacks. This is the push-off. Everybody, to the new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show. It discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's Dan, Emilio, Kiefer, Lou Diamond, Charlie, Dermot, and Casey Wright. Wait a minute. What was that? That was the cast of the Young Guns. <laughs> oh my God, you pulled that quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. All of that was we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about the quarterback prospects of the 2022 draft, uh, the guys who will be rushed up and taken far too early and thrown into the wood chipper uh, far too quickly in their youth. You know, there There is no more starting these type of QBs uh, as a backup and getting their time in there. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it, but yeah, we're going to be discussing five guys, six guys. Six guys. Six guys here. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan, an overall thought on the quarterbacks when you watch the tape. Now, don't give anything away. I would say my overall thought is whoever is saying there's like more than one first-round pick is probably crazy. Oh. I think a lot of the guys that have been tabbed as top 15s, I actually have rated as third-rounders. Wow. Yeah, so there's uh, this is a inflated, this is a fraudulently inflated quarterback class. That is not to say that there is not a first rounder here. It's just to say that there's not a bunch of them. Okay, okay, uh, and this makes sense, right? Because we came from the 2021 draft where it was quarterback, quarterback, quarterback to start it off, and then even more came before the end of the first uh, round. So it's like. There's got to be a, a, a yin and yang to this, right? Wait, did another one come before the first round? Yeah, a um, couple more quarterbacks after the top three last year. So there's got to be a refresh, right? And that's what this week year probably is, is a little refresh in the prospect quarterback talent room. Yeah, it's like when you uh, go hunting and you kill too many bucks one year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't expect to come back and find a whole bunch of bucks next season. Maybe it's a season or two. Give them probably be okay. Give these quarterbacks some time to uh, procreate. <laughs> you know, that's what we're when we say young bucks. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about guys that are maybe not quite ready. Fits exactly. All right. Well, before we hit that, let's a little bit of the news from this last week just to keep us ahead of it. Um, the Indianapolis Colts are bringing in Stephon Gilmore as cornerback. Two years, twenty-three million. He's getting fourteen million guaranteed. He's getting uh, he's getting some good money because the Colts remember him destroying him as a Patriot <laughs> all those years, and and they want to use it. You know, once just get back at Belichick and the bad boys. 
Well, Stefan Gilmore hasn't really lost a step. I mean, the dude is still fucking really solid. Was he stepping up um, big in Carolina? Did he make a big name in the short bit he was there last year? Oh, yeah, he improved their defense. It's just that their offense completely fell off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, they had a decent defense down there in Carolina, and he made them much more impressive. Um, and, yeah, he joined, and maybe he helped out the young guys, too. They took J.C. Horn in the draft last year. If he's teaching them up, he can teach up the young guys like uh, Kenny Moore and stuff there in the Colts' cornerback room, as it is. Uh, that was the big signing I have from this week. The rest of the news is about people who want signings, people who want that money. Uh, rumors coming out that a couple of second-round wide receivers, I'm going to be talking about the rounds they're drafted in because you, you, you were so close to that draft, so I just got to talk about draft. It seeps into all conversation. <laughs> uh, some of those old second-round wide receivers, and I think Terry McLaughlin, McLaurin excuse me, was a third-round. Uh, they want... They want some uh, new deals before they're going to camp. Debo Samuel, we talked about A.J. Brown is on that list now too. Terry McLaurin, these guys have already came out and said, we see how these wide receivers are getting paid. We are able to be due an extra contract here, and we think we are we are due it. So they're talking about not attending uh, workouts until they get paid. It's much harder nowadays to be a holdout in the NFL. Mm. Um, you get fined a lot more than you used to, but it also behooves you to get that money as soon as you can because deals keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. I, I think it makes sense for some of these guys. Like, Debo Samuel is a top five player at his position. A.J. Brown is probably a top ten. Um, these are talented fucking dudes that deserve, you know, I mean, shit, even Terry McLaurin. I, I know that's a... <laughs> like, what else does Washington have but him? Right. So, yeah, these are guys that deserve to get some money, but I don't know if holding out is the best way to do it. But maybe they'll prove me wrong. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Debo Samuel, this might be the best opportunity. I think he's, his stock can't get no higher. Um, A.J. Yeah. Brown had some injury stuff last year, and then, yeah, Terry McLaurin is just getting buried by bad quarterback play. <laughs> you know, he's doing his best. That's what I think about Terry McLaurin. Look, guy's doing his best. Um, Talk to Allen Robinson, Terry. Yeah. And then uh, to segue us into the quarterbacks, into those uh, golden guns, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray saying he's not going to play for these Cardinals unless he gets a new deal. And maybe that's what all this hubbub has been. It's been about money. But uh, the Cardinals' front office and the leak stuff seems to be on the side of we don't think he's a, you know, a leader among these uh, this team, and and he doesn't deserve all the money that he wants. Does Kyler Murray does this get uh, does this get quenched before the season, Dan? Uh, no, I don't think it does. I, I think if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're looking at a guy like Kyler Murray, who you surrounded with a absolute plethora of talent mm-hmm. defensively. You got him a bunch of weapons on the offensive side. You got a good offensive line. You went and got him a decent running back in James Conner. And he really fell off when times got tough. Um, he seems to be a good-time guy, which is not what you need at the quarterback position. Um, you need a guy that's going to be a leader, It's going to steer the ship. The problem is he can't reach the rudder. Mm. Uh, he's only 5'10". He's just a little boy. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't see a guy like Kyler Murray having irreplaceable abilities. Okay. That's that's the weird thing. Um, I know he's incredibly talented. I know he's a really good quarterback. But you team that with some of the maturity issues. You team that with some of the fact that 
you know, the guy's not really had great success in the playoffs, even early on, and, and doesn't seem like the heart and soul of that team. Um, seems like the spark plug, but not the heart and soul, and that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. They, there's still some quarterbacks out there kind of, I'm thinking Baker Mayfield and the like that are mulling around Jimmy Garoppolo. Trades can be happened. Things can still move. This has been the craziest offseason for that type of movement ever probably so I, yeah kyler yeah. murray goes too sure sure it sure it happened uh he was drafted first overall was that just 2019 it looking was. at this down I, I feel like that that we were in nashville five years ago and not just three like well it's been a long couple years man <laughs> for us it certainly has um yeah i'm looking at a list of quarterbacks because i wanted to segue it in quarterbacks taken in the in the draft over the last few years uh we did have five taken last year, starting with Trevor Lawrence. You had Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, and then Justin Fields to the Bears when they traded down, and Mac Jones as well to the Patriots. Um, and then last week, in the 2020, there was just the four. So this year, we're going to be talking about not only who we think is going first round, but a shade after that probably too. Am I right, Dan? Oh, I have uh, six players, mm-hmm. and uh, we are going all the way to the fifth round. Okay, that's impressive. Uh, let's then let's not uh, dilly dally. Let's not take our time. Dan, we've been doing these for a, a good couple of months. Uh, well, a month, two months here uh, of the yep. prospects, and you start off with your number one guy in that position each time. So, who do you think is the most talented of the quarterback prospects? this year well that's a tough question to answer nah, i ask the tough because ones. my number one rated is not who i think is the most talented okay okay then you'll have to explain what you mean by those things but go ahead then with i guess number one rated so my number one rated is kenny pickett out of pittsburgh okay, the pittsburgh guy he is uh six three two seventeen so he's a taller one um, go ahead yes. about Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett is kind of interesting. I watched three games. If you guys want to watch along with me, mm-hmm. uh, I watched the Clemson tape, watched North Carolina, and I watched Virginia Tech. Um, he was very interesting. He was able to keep his eyes downfield even in a collapsing pocket. Now, that doesn't mean his feet stayed quiet, mm-hmm. but he was able to keep his eyes downfield, always looking to throw. He has the sort of plus athleticism that you're looking for, like in a modern quarterback now, they don't have to be burners. They just have to be a guy that can pick up a five-yard gain when there's, you know, absolute blanket coverage and a four-man rush. And so he was was able to do that. He was able to accomplish that kind of minimum (laughs) athletic ability. Okay. Um, His release is what I love. Um, I was reading a lot of scouts that don't like his release. I think that thing is fucking lightning. Okay. Um, It's, in my mind, the fastest release in this class. Well, is it unique at all? Like, does it come out weird and that's why scouts might not like it or... No, it's it's not. It's nice and short and compact. It doesn't waste a lot of motion. Um, It's just a nice, compact delivery. Okay. Um, I don't, I, you know, when I see what other scouts say about guys, there's, it's interesting that I will watch film and be like, I didn't see that shit at all. Like there's, mm. there's certain negatives that you see, um, where I'll read you one of these. Um, these are the weaknesses for Kenny Pickett from NFL.com. Um, 
uh, doesn't throw with much of an expedited release. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's the fastest release in the class. That thing is basically from the ear. It's like a Troy Aikman level release. Okay. It's really fucking solid. Um, and then needs to take the incompletion instead of the sack. If you're going to give that note to anybody, Kenny Pickett is the least of the six guys we're going to be talking about. Constantly looking to get that ball out of his hands. Did he take too many sacks? Yes, he did. Will he take those in the NFL level? No, because motherfuckers are much faster. Um, um, you're looking at the same page than I was. The NFL comparison for the uh, NFL.com is the same that Draft Network chose. Andy Dalton. Now, it's funny. In, in NFL Network, they put in the quotes, Andy Dalton in prime years. It, it, when he was I in mean, his prime. I mean, Andy Dalton in his prime was still, you know, he was a plus starter. He was a guy that you weren't looking to replace. Right. There is nothing about Kenny Pickett that screams like, sexy long-term franchise hero okay you know he is he is to a degree a a poor man's joe burrow i guess is the nicest way i can put it in he's got a little wiggle dalton never had that kind of wiggle um his arm's not as good his accuracy is not as good the hands are about the same size uh joe burrow's hands are Mm. a little bit bigger but uh you know there's certain things about Pickett where i'm like i'm not worried about this fucking guy people talked about his um his increase in productivity from junior to senior year. And I don't, I don't think that's problematic at all. Uh, you know, he was a, he was basically a senior. He got a red shirt his freshman year. He became a red shirt senior. And then his production went through the roof, but he was always a guy that was putting up good yardage. He was always a guy that was accurate. The, the offense just kind of finally seemed to come to him. So I don't think it's a huge knock. I don't think he's as much of a one-year wonder as everybody's making him out to be. Okay. I thought he had good, consistent play. I mean, he's the all-time leader. Beat Marino's Pittsburgh. record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how is that a one-year wonder? Like, if you beat Dan Marino's records at Pitts, at Pitt, who played for four years, how are you a one-year wonder? Yeah. That's a consistent, progressively yeah. better quarterback every year. Um, Let's say he's... Uh, you say he's got good accuracy. You've always talked about this when, when talking about the QBs. Thrown at the window pane. Where does this guy hit Half the, window. Half window, okay. Is half he got window. the, without giving it away, best accuracy of the uh, quarterbacks you watched in this class? Uh, he has the best consistent accuracy okay. of everybody that watched in this class. Um, there are moments where I, I see a couple guys that just absolutely can throw a dime, but Kenny Pickett, I think, from feet to head has the best consistent footwork has the best consistent um mechanics um it's it's kind of interesting that he you know you can tell a big difference on kenny pickett rolling to his left and kenny pickett rolling to his right um Mm. they're fundamentally different quarterbacks if he's rolling to his left he ain't throwing if he's rolling to his right he's throwing that shit and it's accurate and it's good and he, he finds a platform to throw it from um and he's got the fucking arm strength i'll tell you what the arm strength, he hit a couple 15-yard outs that were sizzling. And I did not expect that kind of arm strength from Kenny Pickett, but it shows up on film, and it's good. We are talking about your probably top-rated quarterback of this draft. So he's going to go first round. But does he, in your mind, have a first-round grade? He does, but it is late first. So he's not elite. <laughs> no, by, by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, my imagination. He's he's got two things that do worry me. Um, one is the wacky feet. Um, the one negative that NFL.com talked about is you know his previous protection issues. He gets a little skittish. He he's not David Carr. You know he's not like completely shot out. And 
you could tell actually in the beginning of the season his feet were quieter than they were at the end of the season when he seemed to be like a bit more worried about the pass rush. Yeah. But you know if he if he gets k- taken by a team in the late first round, um, that's going to be great for him because he's going to probably go to a decent team with a decent offensive line. You throw him in top ten, top fifteen, might not have that same setup. So I I think he's going to be productive in the NFL. A poor man's Joe Burrow, a more mobile Andy Dalton. Well, okay, so it, it takes me, I have to go all the way back to 1996 to find a time when a quarterback was not taking in the first round. This is an early uh, uh, crazy stat. Uh, 1996, do you know the first quarterback taken off the board, Dan? 1996, I do not, sir. It was Tony Banks to the Rams ah, from... Interesting. Do you remember where Tony uh, Banks played? Well, I don't know. Michigan State. Uh, I'm only because I'm looking party. at it. I'm just it's interesting. But yeah, um EJ Manuel was the only f- first round QB taken um in his year. There you know um, And shouldn't have been. I think Mike Vick was the only one taken in his year. Chad Pennington. Yeah, so there's some other But Drew Brees went like thirty one. Yeah. You know <laughs> one So he was right behind. Yeah, him. there were a couple of one or two yeah, uh first round ones here. There might be four here in this one because people like the QBs. They see them all the time. Kenny Pickett, like you're saying, he's a late first. He's going to go earlier than that because he's a quarterback. That's just what it is. So the mocks have him going either top or between him and probably the next guy you're going to talk about, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, he, I mean, the Lions are picking two. And you can see the Lions going, yeah, why not? Let's take it. In fact, as a Vikings fan, I kind of hope they do. Um, the Panthers pick at six. There's photos of uh, Kenny Pickett and Matt Rule together and smiling because when he was a college coach, he had Kenny Pickett there as like trying to recruit him into was it Temple or wherever to, he came from. Yeah, I think he was Baylor. Baylor, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's been in there for six. The Seahawks pick at nine. They could take a quarterback. The Falcons could still take a guy. Yeah, so I think he's going to go probably in the top, mm, I'll say top 15 picks. It would super help uh, every team that does not need a quarterback if one of these teams decided, yeah, I'm going to fucking reach for a guy with a late first-round pick somewhere in the middle of the top. Uh, Go nuts. Go nuts, guys. I don't need a quarterback, so go crazy. Um, You know, you could be taking a wide receiver with some skill. You could be taking an impact defensive tackle. Instead, you're going to take a reach quarterback. Uh, that doesn't work out all the time. Right. You know, I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, Dwayne Haskins was a reach. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, we talk about Daniel Jones being a bit of a reach, uh, you know, nothing crazy but a bit of a reach. Um, when you reach on quarterbacks, you can really, really strike out pretty badly. Yes, yeah, and and sometimes that ruins you too based on how early you pick for a few years because you're hooked on them. Like, ah, we took them at this pick. We can't pass him on just a year, even though you've already realized he's not anything special. Yeah, so you got to be careful. But again, it's it's just that it's that poison pill that tastes too good not to swallow. It seems for these teams. <laughs> um, who is the next QB, Dan? Let's keep the ball rolling. Well, the next QB is the guy I think is going to be inflated maybe the most mm-hmm. by all this pre-draft hoopla. Yes. Um, and it is, of course, Malik Willis out of Liberty. Liberty. So this is not a college we uh, touch on very often, Liberty. No, the old Liberty Flames are uh, are not burning in our mind's eye too frequently. But here he but, is, uh, Malik Willis. Six yeah, foot I, one, 219 I have. 
Yeah, and then he is built well. He is built well, man. Uh, he looks thick. He looks sturdy. This is a guy that you're not worried about the body at the NFL level because he's athletic. It's you know it's round, good, consistent muscle. It's not um, kind of like weight room showy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just thick built, and it's good stuff. Um, there's a couple things that I have problems with Malik Willis. He doesn't react well to a collapsing pocket. This is a big difference between him and Kenny Pickett. As soon as the pocket starts collapsing, his eyes drop, starts looking at the rush, and he starts looking for a way out mm. rather than a receiver. Okay, um, That's problematic, and that's not going to last at the next level. Um, he needs to learn to throw the ball away because he's always trying to make a play, but at the next level, he's not going to have that big separation in terms of athleticism. Um he needs to do better at throwing with anticipation. Almost all of the good throws I saw him make were to open guys um, or guys that had pretty clearly beat their their coverage. Um, whenever I saw him try to you know throw a guy open, he usually threw an interception, which uh, that's that's not great from a timing standpoint for Malik Willis. But he's also in a very simple offense at Liberty, but you can see there's a lot of upside. Um, the guy is built like a truck, and he runs like it. Um but I think he's getting too much credit for speed that does not show up on film. Ooh, okay. um, he didn't run a 40, and I think that's because, in reality, he's a 4-5 guy. He keeps telling everybody he's a 4-4. He's not. He's a 4-5 guy. Hmm. Um, that's still not bad, but it's not, you know, Lamar Jackson level. Right. Um, it's it's. I mean, he's in Joe Burrow class in terms of his speed. So I, I think he's getting a lot of credit for that. He's Yes, he is agile. Yes, he'll escape the pocket, but... He's got to learn the fundamentals of winning from the pocket um, before he starts escaping it. And, uh, most people have him and Pickett one two um, with a almost an ex- interchange of like, well, if you wanted a quarterback more like Pickett, nobody's going to knock on you if they take him over Willis, who we might have graded as like a touch above, like NFL.com and and most mock drafts and things that I've seen. So these are the top two guys that they've seen. You have made them your top two, kind of, in in the ones that you looked at. Is Malik Willis still a first-round uh, prospect? He is not. He is uh, mid-second round. Oh, okay, so that you do see a break here between these two guys. I, I see a pretty considerable break between Kenny Willis, or sorry, Kenny Kenny Willis would be a great <laughs> player. Uh, between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, there's a couple major things that are problematic with Malik Willis that, that give me pause. Um, if you ever want to make yourself feel better, if you're a team that goes, oh, I want Malik Willis, and you didn't get a chance to get him, just watch the Ole Miss film. Mm. The Ole Miss film is garbage. It looks like a player that probably shouldn't be playing college football, let alone Eesh. NFL football. It's fucking bad. Um, he drops a lot of snaps, which is weird for a quarterback uh, to drop snaps from the shotgun formation. It's like he's not paying attention. Mm. Um, pocket presence isn't that fantastic. But I've talked a lot of shit about a guy who is a second-round NFL talent, so I want to talk about the positives. Yeah. Um, his ability to throw from any position, any platform. Um, yeah, he's got that arm. Really, really remarkable. Absolute fucking cannon on that dude. Um, cannon, great arm angles, great placement, finds a platform to throw with strength, uh, delivers that ball on time. Um, when he's got an open man, that man is hit. Um, so those are huge ones. I think a lot of it comes down to being kind of sloppy mechanically, mm. which is something I feel like you can you can fix that. You know, so a lot of his problems, I think, are very fixable. I don't think he's ever been coached to keep his eyes downfield. I think he's always been coached to, hey, man, go out and make a play, because uh, otherwise you're going to throw to a guy who plays for Liberty. <laughs> so 
He's not very good, so do what you can do. Yeah, take it and upon yourself, think, right? Yeah, Hero at ball. the NFL level, yeah, at the NFL level, I think they're going to be like, hey, keep your eyes downfield, give a guy a chance to make a play. Your arm can throw it from anywhere. So I, he's kind of like a smaller, weaker arm Josh Allen. Ooh, okay. Which, I mean, I gave Josh Allen a second-round grade, mm. which clearly I'm a fucking idiot, <laughs> but... I think, honestly, Josh Allen needed a year or two to season himself, which is what we talked about. The guy needs some time in the pro-style system. He didn't come out like gangbusters. He came out as an athletic player who made the occasional impressive play, but he needed time to get better. I think Malik Willis is a guy that needs time to get better and might be really, really solid down the road. Um, yep, you're giving him some comparisons already. The fun thing about the quarterbacks is because they touch the ball every play, there's an easier way to kind of get down and deep on these NFL comparisons. So they go uh, on NFL.com. Jay Cutler arm and Jalen Hurts build slash play style. What? Like, <laughs> he goes out there and plays like Jalen Hurts, but if he if he flung the ball down the field, he's got the Cutler arm. <laughs> he does not have the Cutler arm. Cutler's <laughs> arm was a different... Cutler's arm was a fucking absolute hose. Howitzer, that thing was yes. fucking insane. Uh, um, he's not quite there. The other one uh, was from Draft Network. Jordan Love with rocket shoes. <laughs> I would say Whatever that is. shorter Josh Allen. Yeah, that's what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, shorter, shorter Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. That's that's all I can do. But yeah, I, I'm not putting rocket shoes on anybody. Uh, there's no different accoutrement that makes him a, a different sort of player. So yeah, to me, to me he's a second-round pick. Um, he is short, he is compact, but we've clearly seen that guys that are six foot one can make it in the nfl so i'm not worried about it okay okay then uh after pickett and willis like you said you had him in the second round so we're already out of that first no quarterback elites this year either who's the next guy i have a guy that is just below malik willis okay um, and it is surprisingly desmond ritter out of cincinnati cincinnati's guy desmond ritter okay well cincinnati had themselves a good year this year and ritter didn't drag him down well three two eleven cincinnati's had a good four years and desmond ritter has been part of all four of them okay all right so since desmond ritter started over 50 games in his ncaa career he has lost six that's impressive yeah that's really impressive. Nice. He took Cincinnati, took the Cincinnati Bearcats to a to the bowl game. He he only lost to Alabama last year. Mm. That's you know that's not suffering uh, for being a good quarterback. Um, I want to talk about some. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Malik Willis. Uh, the games I watched, if you want a oh, comparable, yeah. um, I watched the game against Eastern Michigan, uh, Ole Miss, and Virginia Tech. The Ole Miss game is bad, guys, and the Eastern Michigan game, Michigan game is a lot of fun. So. If you want to watch them, they're they're available on YouTube. Okay. Um, Desmond Ritter, I watched Notre Dame. I watched Navy. I watched Tulane. Nice. Desmond Ritter has a very loping delivery. So it, you know, we talk about Kenny Pickett's being nice and compact. Desmond Ritter's nice and loping. It's, you know, he's going to have defensive ends swatting at it at the next level. He has plus athleticism, plus accuracy, but the arm strength is only middling. You know, this is a guy that, you know, you're kind of confined to 20 yards or less. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's going to get there on time in 20 yards, but it, at 30 yards, 40 yards, that thing's going to be in the air for a long, long time, and a, a corner is going to have a chance to get under it. So that's the thing that worries me a little bit. Uh, very skinny, 
tall and slim, but there's not a lot of room on that frame to get much bigger. Okay. Um, he's also been playing for five years. So, you know, he's a 23, 24-year-old man. That's about that's about what you got. Mm. You know, he is what he is. Um, he did a lot of running and a lot of read option in Cincinnati, um, but he did a great job at it. Um, understood the offense very well, understood the defense very well, didn't put himself in bad positions, did not throw a lot of picks kind of all the way through. Uh, you could say some of that's coaching, and some of that is just straight-up execution by Desmond Ritter. He had his best year as a redshirt senior, which is what you want. We'll talk about Kenny Pickett doing that again. Um, and a, a tremendous leader, just one of those guys that, leaving Cincinnati, I would not be surprised to see Cincinnati take a tremendous step back next year. Desmond Ritter, um, his NFL comparisons I found were Alex Smith and Ryan Tannehill. I will give you one. Um, it is actually Dak Prescott wow. without the upside. Okay, okay. But the same amount of mobility that you see with Prescott, you see that with Ritter. Yeah, the difference is Ritter will lower his shoulder, but Ritter's not thickly built. You know, mm. Prescott was a guy that would lower his shoulder and truck you. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Ritter's a guy that will lower his shoulder, but at the NFL, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that level of athleticism, that level of understanding of the offense, a four-year starter, a guy who raised his... Um, raised his program from being kind of, you know, bottom of the barrel or middle of the barrel to being, you know, a consistent contender, which is what Dak Prescott did for Mississippi State. So they are very similar coming out. Um, I think Ritter has a better control of the offense coming out than Prescott did, but um, I think a lot of the accuracy issues with Ritter are more fixable than Dak's were right out the gate. Okay. Um, but Dak also was accurate in the NFL because he didn't make tough throws. And I think that's the way for Ritter. He'll be accurate if he doesn't have to make tough throws. He just doesn't have that top-end uh, arm strength that Prescott does have. Well, and if you have him as a right-round Willis, then a second-round uh, grade? He's mid to late. That means a first round in this NFL. Uh, he's going to get pushed <laughs> up in there. In fact, actually, most mocks actually have him early second round. Um not far after when we get started on Friday, but I think because of that, those teams that could trade back in, we spent a little time at the end of last episode talking about it, how it's kind of helpful to go grab a quarterback in the first round because you have a little bit more time with them before his uh, cap hit goes astronomically high if he's good, you know? So yeah, Desmond Ritter might be that guy that you trade back in the first round or Detroit there at 32 overall might take a grab at. Well, it's interesting. I see I see Desmond Ritter being the one guy that I'm like, this is a safe pick. Okay. You can pick Desmond Ritter and he will not embarrass you. And even if he doesn't become your, you know, every down starter, the guy will play in the NFL for 10 fucking years uh, somewhere. Even more you know, safe than Kenny Pickett. I, I would say he's a safer bet than Kenny Pickett because Kenny Pickett does have some of those issues with skittishness. Mm. Um, but Desmond Ritter doesn't. He's just a guy that comes in kind of a lunch pail guy okay. um, that I really liked watching. Uh, that's Desmond Ritter for Cincinnati then. Nice. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. Uh, Pittsburgh's picking at 20. You know, they're going to go with uh, Trubisky all year. We'll see. Um, who's next then on your list, Dan? Uh, it is going to be Matt Corral. Old Miss QB. Okay. Yeah, I watched the game uh, against Tennessee, Alabama, and Auburn okay. this year. Um, I want to want to make one statement about Matt Corral, and it has nothing to do with Matt Corral. 
Lane Kiffin has never produced a legitimate quarterback prospect. Uh, is that right? Ever. Never. Matt Barkley, right. what do you think? Nope. Matt Leinder, nope. He has never produced a quality pro-level, pro-ready quarterback. Um, he has no claim to Carson Palmer, uh, which is the closest he would have, and he's done nothing but produce like middling guys ever since then. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes that's just the case. I'm trying to think, you know, Ohio State QBs and things like that. There's just certain pro- uh, teams that are could have all the success in the world, but it's like, yeah, the quarterback is not really where we're going to hang our laundry. Well, I think it's the same thing with, like, Urban Meyer guys, you know? Urban Meyer quarterbacks never really did very well for the simple reason that you had to play exactly how the fuck I want you to play. Uh-huh. And when you do that sort of thing and you get to the NFL, you've got to be able to make critical thinking, you know, chances. You've got to be able to make changes on the fly. And if you've been coached that way for as long as Matt Corral has, you know, he's a redshirt junior, so he's been there for four years. Um, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's good for him. Um you know, Matt Corral coming out, there's there's a couple things that I do like about him. When his footwork is calm, when he's got a clean pocket, I think this is the most accurate quarterback in this draft. Wow, okay. So even and, more than... And, and the arm is fantastic when he's got his feet set. Uh-huh. But how often does a quarterback have his feet set? Okay. Because as soon as you get this guy off his spot, as soon as he starts moving, even left, right, doesn't really matter, he's running because he cannot throw on the run accurately. Ah, shoot. Okay. Cannot cannot throw from a bad platform accurately. I I think so. (laughs) I think so. But he's been doing it for four years, so you kind of have to rebuild that you know, that entire tendency. You have to rebuild all of those mechanics from the ground up. Um, well, wait. For a guy... Sorry, let me ask sorry, about Corral before you move on. Um, he can't throw on the run. I heard the one of the big things he is, though, is like Mr. Play Action, though. He's Mr. Play Action. Yeah, that's what yes, all his stuff is off of play action, but he can't, like, he can't bootleg and throw? <laughs> no, because he can either bootleg and run, or he can throw. Okay. And if he takes more than, like, six steps in a direction, that ball is not coming out of his hand. Oh, shoot. Which... I don't know why guys weren't more reactive to that because I was able to see it on film pretty quickly. Um, doesn't have a great internal clock in terms of pressure. Um, he will... It's weird when you watch him. There will be times when he's fully protected and he starts to get skittish, and there's times when the pocket is closing up around him and it seems like he doesn't feel it. So his pocket presence is not very good, especially for a guy that started as long as he has. That worries me a little bit. Um, he's got a very slender build. They have him... Um, you know, they have him at six foot two. I think they have him at 210 pounds. I would actually be shocked if this motherfucker plays at more than 204. Mm, yeah. He is not a big boy. And he ran a lot at Ole Miss, and he got beat the fuck up at Ole Miss. Mm. So I I don't see this guy having a great career running the ball. Um, the closest comparable I can give you is actually Baker Mayfield. That's what NFL.com said, too. Um, Bleacher Report said Tyler Huntley. Uh, I, I don't see the Huntley. I see make, I see Mayfield physically. I see the play style, and this is where I will compare him to Jalen Hurts. Okay. He reminds me of Jalen Hurts without the pedigree. Yeah, okay. And so, for me, that pushes him actually all the way into the third or fourth round. I'm seeing guys taking him at 15. That's interesting. Yeah, because 
what I'm seeing in mocks is it's Pickett and Willis 1-2, and then it's Ritter and Corral 3-4 a little bit later down the line, but even like second round or maybe sneak into the first. Like There's been mocks where all four of these guys we just talked about go in the first round because it's quarterbacks. I, yeah. I see Corral as a third-round prospect. I, I don't see him any better than that. I just don't think— And you liked Ritter I, much more than Corral. Uh, yeah, I like Ritter an entire— uh, round before this by a lot, um, at least a round. I have I have Ritter in the second. I have I would not be shocked to see Corral go in the fourth. Interesting in terms of the things he's capable of. So um, great arm, great accuracy when he's not moving. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be something that a, a guy falls in love with. Sees that you know sees that fucking thing go. Sees the great accuracy when his feet are planted. He is a corner window guy when his feet are planted. But the second he gets off his spot, it's like he's a—it's like he's just a runner, um, and it happens immediately, and it's—it's it's pronounced. And I think pro defenses are going to really hurt him for that. Yeah, it's going to be um, hard to. The one knock. Yeah, go ahead. As well, his wide receiver core was also junk, so I—I I, I saw seven drops by his core in the Tennessee game alone. <laughs> so he was not being helped by his wide receiver core, but he was basically the offensive. Of Ole Miss. Okay. Okay. Well, then you got another here. Yeah. Um, and those quarterbacks too that are like the leader of the team. That there's a little something in that that makes them excited to to take a flyer on and stuff too. And if these guys are taken second round or third round, it becomes a little bit easier to be like, I'm I'm glad you're trying a quarterback out here kind of thing. Vikings. My Vikings took a. Um, the guy out of Texas A&M um, in the th- late third last year. Kellen Mond. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Mond. And he might not end up being anything. I mean, because if Kellen Mond is good, then I don't see why you go re-signing, you know, old backup QBs for, to backup Cousins <laughs> or even give Cousins a, two more years. So it's not something, you know, if, if you take Mackerel in the third round and he turns out not to be too too much or anything that exciting – you can kind of get your fans to forget about that. So maybe that's yeah. a good spot for Matt Corral because he's – but, uh, yeah, because you're saying you feel – yeah, you felt more confident with Ritter and things like that. So Matt Corral could get drafted and then just kind of phase out, you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things. For a guy that played as much as he did, uh, late against Auburn, they they had a chance, and Corral just threw one of the dumber cross-body interceptions mm. – I've seen, and it was, I mean, nothing about it was good. He was uh, rolling out to his right side. He didn't have his feet under him. He threw across his body. He threw it into, you know, a, <laughs> threw it into tight coverage. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Um, some people look at that and say, oh, there's a little gunslinger in him. And some people look at that, like me, and go, what a fucking stupid decision by a guy who can always live to play another down. It's not like it was the last play of the game. Hmm. Uh, we got a couple more quarterbacks to discuss. Who's the next one mm-hmm. on there on your list? So the next one, um, we've talked about four guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next one down is going to be uh, Carson Strong out of Nevada. Oh, okay, you like Carson Strong. And yes, I said Nevada, not Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Carson Nevada. Strong, 6'3", 226, seems like a big guy. So he is very big. He is also very skinny. Okay. Um, I Is it 6'3"? Because I thought he was 6'4". 
Oh, well, oh, he's only I coming mean, up when you're talking 6'3", six, 6'4", three, six, three, six, it's wherever you're looking at whose measurements. <laughs> yeah, he's he's lean, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, he looks fucking lean. I, I saw the film against K-State, Boise State, and Cal. Um, he is tall, and he's got a fucking cannon, dude. This is the strongest arm in the entire class. I will say that. It is stronger than Malik, Malik Willis's arm. Um, great accuracy. Holy shit, is this guy slow. Uh, um, well, he's a statue, isn't it? Didn't he have uh, knee injuries or like surgeries or something that, and that's made him pretty much. Oh yeah. His knees are completely shot. Yeah. They're fucking he's, destroyed. Unfortunately, he's very stand. Yeah. St- stand on his own kind of guy. That's why the NFL comparison I saw is Drew Bledsoe. You know, like he's not moving anywhere. Yeah. He's actually the closest modern equivalent I can give you is probably Joe Flacco. Um, Good, strong arm. I thought Joe Flacco was more athletic than he was, though. Oh, boy. That's, that's another knock. Joe Flacco, not known as a, a great athlete. But, uh, yeah, Carson Strong played for years. Absolute fucking cannon for an arm. Uh, good accuracy. Makes good decisions. Does not make bad decisions. Makes more... <laughs> makes fewer good decisions than he does not bad decisions. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's not going to, like, this guy has backup quarterback, like consistent solid backup quarterback written all over him because he doesn't put the team in bad positions. When he gets in the red zone, he doesn't make mistakes. He threw so few interceptions, it was insane. Um, And he was running an air raid offense, but it wasn't a traditional air raid. They actually ran quite a bit. Mm. Um, I think his stats could have been even more inflated, but he had about about 100 more attempts than... uh, he had about 100 more attempts than Kenny Pickett, and they had comparable yardage. Um, his mocks are pretty late. I They're mostly third round, actually, for him. Where would you have him as your ranking? Um, I have him third or fourth. There's a uh, quote from a quote, the director of scouting for NFC team, but he goes, the medicals are what they are, but it depends on how each team's doctor going to see it. Because he he's going to move around like an old Philip Rivers, but he's got special arm talent. And I mean, Philip Rivers' knees were also fucking shot. Right. And he's even saying an old Philip Rivers. So he's not even talking about like when he came in the league. He's like, you know, the guy was on the Colts last yeah. two years ago. Um, That's not what you're looking for. No. So Carson Strong is not the bottom one of your list, though. You've got one more guy. I do. The bottom of my list is Sam Howell, NC State. Sam Howell. Now we. Oh wait, NC. Oh, sorry, UNC. North Carolina, yeah. not NC State. UNC, my. Brother. Um, we've talked about. A lot of guys that are between the first and f- third, fourth rounds here. And then, yeah, from all the names that I've seen on here with Sam Howells, that's probably the top. Like, those are these are the one, two, three, four, five, six quarterbacks being drafted. Maybe the only ones drafted um, in this draft. What, what do you think of Dan, Sam Howell? Sam Howell is going to be drafted. Um I see some people taking Sam Howell in the first round, and I think you might as well hand the keys to your franchise. Well, sorry, hand the GM position to a fucking chick <laughs> because Sam Howell's tape is awful. Mm. Um, I watched Wake Forest, Florida State, and Notre Dame. His footwork is atrocious. But I can see why people fall in love with him because I really, really liked the film in terms of a watch of football. In terms of scouting, I was like, this guy is a fucking jumbled mess. Uh, it's truly awful. 
I looks like he had a big drop off around the combine too. He had a big drop off around the combine. He also regressed as a junior. Oh, shoot. And I I really don't know why he's coming out. You know, he has another year of eligibility. He had a down year as a junior. This is a guy that if he retools some of his mechanics, could have come back and maybe moved himself into the second or even first round because, you know, he's six foot one. He's kind of like Malik Willis in that he's, you know, not a tall guy, but he's built, you know, fucking thick. He's a weight room kid. Um, runs hard, runs well, but watching him throw is like watching somebody throw at like a college pickup game. It's mechanically it is fuck it's a fucking mess dude the guy has a good arm but it's all arm uh it nothing is tied like feet don't connect to hips hips don't connect to chest chest don't connect to shoulders shoulders don't connect to arms it's it's a mess god he's a fucking mess <laughs> um i would say he's like tim tebow without the jesus <laughs> oh wow <laughs> okay that's still the i see with the fun then you're talking about oh he's a lot of fun if you get a chance specifically watch that watch that uh, Wake Forest game because you're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? But the guy never quits the whole time. You know, this is a three-year starter. This is a three-year leader. Did not quit at all. Um, just, I don't think, has the talent to play consistently at the next level of the NFL. I actually gave him a fifth-round grade. Yeah. So I have some guys grading him in the first round. I gave him a fifth. Uh, NFL comparisons I saw for him was Chase Daniel. And Draft Network said, uh, one of the ones you liked to uh, watch in last year, Sam Ellinger. I do like Sam Ellinger. Um, Sam Ellinger, no one ever said Sam Ellinger could be a first-round pick. I think Sam Ellinger is actually a really good comparable. I didn't see that. That's nice. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing – I mean, Sam Howell at the earliest on these mock drafts looks like a maybe late second – or early second round kind of thing. But they mostly – Ritter, Corral, Pickett, and Willis have been ranked ahead of Sam Howell. Not so much Carson Strong. You have him ahead of Sam Howell, and I don't see that in a lot of other places. And then I'm looking at NFL.com's ranking of the quarterback uh, prospects, and the only other guy they have around this area is Notre Dame's Jack Cohn. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to really scout Jack Cohn, but I'm not impressed with some of the things I've seen. I mean, I got to watch that game against UNC, and I'm just it didn't sparkle to me. I also got to see the the game against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's defense, which is good, kicked the shit out of him. So yeah, I just don't see it with Jack Cohn. Yeah, and I don't. The mocks are actually not been too kind with him lately either. But okay, but we did hit one, two, three, four, five, six NFL prospect QBs, all probably going to be drafted uh, the over those three days in the NFL uh, draft coming up in under two weeks. Yeah, all drafted in the first or second round, despite their grades. Despite the grades that you just heard, that's true. Um, so yeah, get get excited about this. Uh, oh, the one thing about Sam, how they said was, could he be the best on third downs? Why? <laughs> well, you got that. <laughs> I would rather get a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, get the guy that gets him uh, the first on second down. Anyways, um, so there we are with the quarterbacks, and yeah, where the ranking ends up going to be. I think that's everybody we wanted to cover for the game for this episode then. So let's wrap it up and say thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, it's another group of prospects uh, put away and ready for the draft. Um, they, please uh, subscribe and listen because next time, Dan, what is the prospect group? 
We are going to be talking about the corners. Mm. I think this is probably the last chance we have to see even a potential elite. That's true. Um, we got a couple guys, so we are going to talk about the corners, and then uh, we're we're gonna eventually going to get to those running backs and pursuit linebackers. But corners are next. Yeah, R- after corners, running backs, pursuit linebackers, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, a little special teams, any kickers and bunners we want to talk about, and we're ready for the draft. Yeah, Cameron Dicker and Matt Ariza, we'll talk about them, but uh, that's pretty much it, and then we'll let, you know, kicker fall where it may. Nice. All right. Uh, well, then let's wrap it up with some crazy stats. Here we go. Um, Dan, of the one, two, three, I'm just pulling this one out of my butt. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten QBs drafted last year in in the draft entirety. Uh, how many of them started a game? Four? Seven. Seven, good Lord. Because you got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Trey Lance at least started one, right? He didn't just come out. about Trey Lance. Justin yeah. Fields, Mac Jones. Those are all the first-round guys. Kyle Trask did not. Kellen Mond yeah. did not. But Davis Mills sure did. Ian mm-hmm. Book had to. Oh, yeah. And Sam Ellinger did not. So there you go, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Three of those guys did not start a game last year, and that was it. So get ready, Sam Howell. You know, get ready, uh, Carson Strong. Even if you're taken in the fourth round, you might have to start a game this year. That's just how this goes. Oh, that's exciting. Wherever you go, get ready. That's right. Get ready. Next man up. And then finally, here's another one. Uh, Over the past six seasons – Patrick Mahomes had one year being uh, the top three QBs in cap spent money. Now, obviously, it's because he just got the new contract, So, but he's only had one year. Rodgers, Stafford, and Wilson have been in the top three two years. No one has been in the top three for three years. This is over the past six seasons. Kirk Cousins has done it four of the top six of the last six seasons <laughs> he's been a, a top three qb cap hit that's fantastic there it is i mean guy has an amazing agent he must that's it those are my crazy stats that's our show for this week again thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back to continue the prospects but first before we leave dan do you have any parting words of wisdom i do any quarterback that gets drafted has a chance to be a Hall of Famer. John Elway was number one overall. He's a Hall of Famer. Kurt Warner was undrafted. He's a Hall of Famer. Brett Favre, second round. Dak Prescott, fourth round. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. That's why I'm bringing it up. These are guys that can be found all throughout the draft. It doesn't really matter where you go. It matters that you're ready when you get there because the greatest quarterback of all time just happened to have been taken in the sixth. So no matter where you find out these quarterbacks or where they get drafted, every one of them has got a chance to be a strong contributor. Yeah. Greatest quarterback in the sixth. You're talking about Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking <laughs> absolute sex machine. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us for another episode. I am Scott. And this is Dan. We will see you next time. Have a great one. Goodbye. Goodbye.